0: Welcome to the Smoke and Rope podcast, the show that brings together Michigan's top cannabis growers, advocates, and business owners to offer a fresh and honest perspective of Michigan's cannabis industry. Stick with us to get the lowdown from the people who've been on the ground floor of cannabis business in Michigan and gain insights into where the industry may be heading. Welcome to the Smoke and Rope podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Basore, and today is episode 90 and back again, returning guest and uh, show favorite, Jamie Lowell. Jamie, thanks for being back on.
1: It's it's always awesome to be here, and I, I appreciate that show favorite. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, had some
0: smart ass comments there. I'm not gonna do. Uh, but we'll let uh, we'll let we'll let Tom uh, Tom what's going on. I was up there in Kalkaski yesterday. It was awesome being up there doing some filming and uh, uh thanks for the hospitality and how you doing today
2: i'm doing all right ryan it was great having you guys up here can't wait to see some of that footage and everything and excited for uh for the announcements and everything of uh of the uh the partnership and It's great to see jamie obviously as always excited for this weekend
0: yeah oh,
2: yeah it's a good week
0: heck yeah oh man oh. Time was freezing up a little bit, but we uh, get that figured out. Uh, Kevin, uh, over in Lansing. A lot going on with you. How you been?
3: Busy, man. Trying to get this uh, fresh harvest um, all trimmed up and ready for the market. People are anxiously awaiting s- some more supply, so uh, we're trying to get, yeah, get that the, done. Kind the Willys.
0: Word yeah. on the street is it sold through really fast. I've been talking to different people that got your stuff. So...
3: Yeah, that's great. Uh, news.
0: Stone Depot. Yeah, that's the that's the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. So um, before I give Jamie a little longer introduction, we're going to be talking. Uh, you know, Jamie's one of the main organizers of Hash Bash, and that's coming up this, this Saturday. And uh, I know all of us might be down there. Kevin, I don't know if you're going. I know the other three will be there. Um, I wanted to do a shout out for this wonderful treasure hunt that the Great Lakes Expungement Network is putting on, and it's been Josie and Crystal uh, at Glenn really spearheading this. Uh, been doing a great job, and Jamie, of course, too. I, uh, but um, what it is, we we've got 11 stops, uh, all in Ann Arbor, and it's uh, over $100 value, easily, um, for 30 bucks. And that $30 goes to expunging criminal marijuana records in Michigan. And it's got giveaway products from Apothecare, Tree Town, Redemption, Archive, Flowerpot, and Levitate, and some others. So, cool thing is, is if you get all 11 stops and complete the treasure hunt, uh, there's uh, there's four prizes uh, along with a weekend getaway uh, for two and uh, buy it from Tree Town, and that's you get to stay at uh, Weber's Resort, get a big steak meal, get, get on the old cannabis, um, go around and then there's just a bunch of other uh, really cool prizes as well. So who doesn't like a treasure hunt? Who doesn't like it when it, more when it involves cannabis and especially when it's expunging records? So um, you can go to, you know, Sons and Daughters um, United and, and grab this on the website. You can go to um, that's the best spot for it. And worst case message us here. We'll, we'll point in the right direction. So. With that,
1: Arbor, to... all those uh, all those participating stores in there have them too if you're happening yep. around the Ann Arbor area yeah
0: if you're at home um actually if you're at uh, apothecare Bloom City Club ohm cureleaf Arborside Arbor's wellness bongs and thongs vertex coffee the jagged fork and the and uh that, those are, and the stairway to have it
1: you they're not at that eat. last three that you just mentioned but they are at pongs and thongs and all of the dispensaries and there are also a few in lansing for at botanical company if somebody happens to be in that area cool cool
0: no it's great uh it's been picking up people have been buying it and like i said it's been a great time so uh jamie's got a lot of titles and a lot of hats and uh he weaves them all together well he is the uh, director of advocacy and social equity at the botanical company um he's one of the main hashback organizers he's uh one of the board members over at the redemption foundation does a lot of work for us here and really has been just doing uh a lot of things for a long time he's been uh, leading the charge recently uh, behind the scenes on on some some marijuana bills good ones and bad ones you know so uh, he's trying to stop the bad ones let me make that clear so um you know jamie's been on a bunch like i said like before i don't have to go all the way through it but uh you know we, we met in the end of 2009 became friends uh he opened up third coast i opened up capacity caregivers and we've been uh doing stuff together uh advocacy business um you name it all over the years and uh you know it's just awesome that 13 years later here we are still still doing it and get to talk about it so with that, Jamie, thanks for being on. Uh, just tell a little bit about yourself. About everybody listening to the show knows you by now, and then start telling us about the the, the hash bash. Uh, what to expect, and um, you know the highlights and uh, what you're excited about.
1: Yeah, well, it's it's great to be here again. What a, what a great show you guys have, uh, have put together over the last but, but year or two now. Broadcasting, it's I mean it's it's gone on for a little bit and it's recognized. Ninety straight and- weeks. It's, a, it's an honor to be here, so I appreciate the, uh, the ability to talk about this, this stuff here. As you said, I am the uh, Director of Advocacy and Social Equity at the Botanical Company, and uh, by way of that, I am able to get involved a lot in nonprofits, and Glenn, as you mentioned, Great Lakes Expungement Network, Redemption, uh, Michigan Cannabis Freedom Coalition, American Safe, Safe Access Michigan Chapter, the John Sinclair Foundation. And uh, do and, and, and concentrate on a lot of that work on, on behalf of the company. So it's uh, it's come together well for me in that regard. Uh, and hashbash has been something that I've been involved with and paid a lot of attention to. This year, I've taken on a little bit more of a leadership role in the committee because uh, Mark Passerini and Nick Zettel have moved out of state pretty much, or and uh, still have helped out though from afar, but have you know have a, have had to pass those responsibilities on. Uh, I was glad to take it up, and um, I am really looking forward to this year. It'll be the first time in like two years that a permit was issued by the university for sound um, and uh, the ability to gather and mass. We had to do it online a couple of times. Uh, which were okay, but uh, nothing's like a, a regular hash bash. And a few people did still walk on hollow ground during those times and paid their tribute that way. and And uh, you know both of those efforts, as far as I'm concerned, helped to uh, you know keep things maintained and uh, tradition recognized until we could get back to what I want to call like a regular hash bash. And as such, we have it set up to um, accommodate the things that we've liked to do over the years. And that is pay tribute to the history and the legacy. Um, Adam Brook, Mr. Hashbash himself, big part of this history and um, shaping this event over the years. Obviously, John Sinclair, the man who kicked it all off. This is the 51st annual or the 50th anniversary, however you want to split that hair. It's all good. It's a uh, it's a remarkable milestone, and uh, to give to give some tribute and recognition to those guys makes a lot of sense. We also. Um, like to highlight those who have been really active in the cannabis community. And uh, we've had some challenges this year. I'm sure you've talked about it on the show a lot. I've been on here talking about it. We have these big money interests that want to benefit themselves at the peril of others. And they introduce really bad bills and uh, try to change policy in ways that benefit themselves um, at the cost of a lot of the work that many of us have done over the years. And so we've had to band together and, and work in opposition to that. And uh, I think the community has come together at those times almost better than any other time I've seen it. Of course, the challenges are greater than they've ever been too, but there was a lot of opportunity for people to help out in uh, uh, localities where the really restrictive ordinances were being written, to help out in Lansing where these bad legislations being pushed by the uh, MCMA and other big money interests. And we want to highlight those people. And and at the same time, discuss and let everybody know about these issues. Um, and then the other part of it is offering a platform to important elected officials, to important decision-makers and let them address the crowd directly. We have people that are running for office, um, on, a, uh, on, a, on different levels. And we have three sitting house representatives who have all introduced positive cannabis legislation. And we have, for the first time, a uh, sitting attorney general, Dana Nessel. And of course, she was there when she was running, when she was a candidate for the first time. Uh, but this is the first time that an, an elected, and, and you were at that one too, Yeah, Yep, I introduced her. Story. Yeah, and From you got your one story time, out there.
0: My one time giving a speech, I don't want to do it again. That's uh, it's pretty nerve-wracking. It's a great, uh, great event. This year's there to Good. have fun.
1: and Good. And you were invited because you've done a lot of great work this year and that's the point to highlight the, you know the good work that's been done and what that is and why we've had to do it yeah and, and uh so but we've got great people to represent um all of that and uh, i am excited about it and really looking forward to it and of course it's part of a, of a larger weekend with a lot of cool stuff going on with the hash bash cup yeah. um, and uh, the monroe street fair uh, other stuff mac pods are playing at uh, a great band playing at the uh, blind pig Saturday night and so it's just going to be a you know another great weekend and the fact that it's the first time in two years we've been able to get together and do it is gonna to, gonna to ramp it up a couple notches I think. Yeah I really I really think this one could be the the most att- most attended one ever
0: people are ready to get out and you know it's been two years and a lot has happened in michigan marijuana in that time period you know it's been a long 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 period and uh you know one thing uh, you mentioned uh the mineral street fair charlie has been doing it uh and uh this year uh you know sounds like it's going to be bigger and better than ever but i really appreciate what charlie did and uh, you know being one of us and being around uh for longer than us and you know, with with VDTs and different things like that, um, and and all the advocacy, like he he made it all uh, non-MCMA, mm-hmm. Michigan focused. Uh, people that have been a lot of the legacy people are the ones that got to have booths. You know, he could have sold sold them all for a lot of money to to hire. You know, to, to some of the brands that we don't want to see there. So, you know, I really think that's a big, really really cool thing as far as keeping the integrity of hash bash because you know monroe street fair goes hand in hand with it now and um you know along with the fact you know i don't know if you can talk about it or not or want to but you know like what's the criteria for a elected official or a politician that's running to speak you know not everybody gets to i know that and um you know what do they have to do uh uh to, to
1: be to have that honor so it's the i just want to point out too it is the 20th anniversary of monroe street fair so that's okay. being celebrated independently too over there, and that's that's is really good tribute to to Charlie and his, and the people that he's worked that have worked with them over the years. And excited about that, the three um, state house representatives are Representative Garza, Representative Robbie, um, and Representative Johnson. They have all done something fairly significant <clears throat> and have, have demonstrated themselves to be really good friends of the community. Of course, Representative Robbie is from that area and is a standard speaker, as long as he's been in the House of Representatives from Ann Arbor and one of our positive voices uh, in terms of the lawmakers there. Um, And so he's kind of automatic, but he did did introduce a bill to take cannabis off of the state's controlled substances list, where it remains in spite of the newer laws that we have that completely contradict it. And it still causes a lot of problems for people. So he would have been there anyway, but that is something that we're definitely going to make sure that people know about representative Johnson started the first legislative cannabis caucus this session and also introduced a bill to remove taxes, uh, from all, uh, commercial purchases for patients for medical cannabis patients. And, uh, representative Garza has a bill, by the way, we're nicknaming, um, representative Robbie's bill, the Johnson Sinclair act, uh, taking the, taking cannabis off the schedule This, And then there's another bill, nicknamed Jaden's bill that's named after Amy Carter's daughter from More Than Hope. I mean, I'm sorry, Amy son. Amy Carter's son from More Than Hope. And um, he is a pediatric patient and he oftentimes needs his medicine during school hours. And this bill would just clear the way for that to be done as all other medicines are distributed to to kids in schools so that the, uh, that the extra hassle that it currently provides can be eliminated. So all these people did something that was sensible now of course because it's sensible it doesn't have the kind of support and momentum going through the process in the legislature that we would like to see and um that's a different story and that's you know other things that we need to work on as far as uh, you know the, the the legislature and and who we decide to support and that type of thing but they got selected for that reason the attorney general is you know controversial to some people in the community as to how much she has done and what she really intended to do and in recognition of how much this community really helped her to, to win that position uh, during her original campaign. But, uh, but she really wanted to speak there. There hasn't been such a high elected official within the state um, speaking there before. And it is an opportunity for her to appeal directly to the cannabis community. And I'm really looking forward to what she has to say. Now while we say we expected more um, at the same time, she certainly has not been bad, and uh, the the predecessor that she had was off the charts horrible on this issue. He was he he lived to be an obstructionist, it seemed like you know to us, and her opponents don't seem to even have uh, the same kind of perspective and and with restraint, you know that that she has demonstrated. So while there could be some criticism, uh, she is she has. Maintained a, uh, a fair enough position and uh, with with our hopes of pushing her to be a little bit more proactive, and that's very possible if uh, she gets into a second term and uh, now knows the lay of the land isn't as persuaded by the politics, the campaigning and all that kind of stuff. And um, it's I'm just really looking forward to hearing what she has to say, and she's there because she's such a high elected official and has demonstrated uh, uh, some understanding. Uh, about our community so it, it it's really exciting actually and uh just hope everybody wants wants to listen intently with what she has to say before making their decision in november and that's been a big part of hash bash the including the uh the important decision makers in the discussion so those three things basically the the history the legacy highlighting the people that have really done a lot of great work in terms of advocacy and activism and giving a, a forum for the elected officials and that's all those things are going to be in full swing on saturday it makes it a, a really exciting
3: so jamie um it's it's been over 20 years if you can believe it that i've since i've been to a hash bash um you know i was in colorado for all those years and then Got back here and running a business. And, uh, you know, our, our dispensary is open seven days a week and, you know, just trying to maintain that. And I just haven't made it out to the Hash Bash. So, you know, this year I'm going to do my best to make it down there and, and see some of you guys. But for those of, uh, of us that haven't been to a Hash Bash in a while, when I, the last time I went, it was just literally just people kind of walking around, smoking bowls, kind of hiding out from the police a little bit. It wasn't what I'm seeing online, um, you know, of what present day Hash Bash is all about. So, uh, kind of talk to me about what the, um, um, the calendar looks like of events for for saturday what time things start and uh and what people can expect is there a, is there a cover to, to get into areas and and then maybe tie in the monroe street fair and how that plays into everything
1: yeah so surrounding the weekend and off to the west side of town at a hotel is the hash bash cup which is adam brooks event and that's does start friday night and goes to the weekend that's a paid event with a ticket um, a lot of great stuff going on there, though. It's really worth it if somebody hasn't experienced that yet and has the ability to. But but getting back to downtown where Saturday, um, things kick off. The, the Monroe Street Fair starts a little bit earlier. It, it, every, both of those events are free. The the actual hash bash rally and the nursery Street Fair, you just walk in to the situation. The, ha- the hash bash rally on the Diag, on the steps of the grad library. I think it's called the Hatcher Library. Um, and... The Monroe Street Fair is a few blocks just south of there, short walk. And um, but uh, traditionally and definitely for the rally, things officially kick off at high noon. So when the when the high noon strikes, we'll announce hash bash has started. Um, there will be some basic announcements. We'll have the great Lath Al-Sadi uh, give us his rendition of the national anthem. Which has also become kind of a tradition the last few years at Hash Bash. Uh, and then we'll start right into the lineup of speakers. Uh, and again, you know, based on what I just discussed, uh, the crowds the last few years, this is weird because we haven't been there for two years, but the crowds the last few years have been bigger than typical, probably bigger than when you were able to show up there in the past, Kevin. Um, and a lot more excitement and, and, uh, and participation and people looking forward to this is almost like a holiday weekend. In a lot of ways, it's that kind of feeling in the air. The police have backed off by and large. I mean, they haven't really been that present the last few events. And this year, the the University of Michigan's uh, spring game is going on. It's like the, it's a big practice where they, the defense plays the offense at the big house and they invite spectators. And there'll be thousands of people coming into town for that and i think the police are more concerned about making sure that goes smoothly than they are with us we just simply haven't provided much of an issue for law enforcement over the years and if they're going to prioritize resources then they don't really need to worry about us that much back when you were talking about there were periods of time when they would bust people left and right uh, it was stupid but it was a reality uh, so that's where we are now expecting a lot of people a lot of cannabis and little police interaction
3: yeah, it sounds awesome. That's exactly how I remember it, though, Jamie, was, you know, there were still cops writing tickets and things like that. And uh, I think that that kind of created some reluctancy in my mind to, mm-hmm. to, to revisit. But I, I know that times have changed dramatically since then. Obviously, we have legal marijuana and dispensaries and stuff down in Ann Arbor. I got I got to imagine it's just got to be a riot. So um, I'm really looking forward to trying to make it down there. Uh, we'll see if the schedule provides me the opportunity to be able to do that. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing you down there
1: should be really good man you I know if you guys are familiar with the cosmic knot it's a really good band it's led up by a guy named Tom wall and uh, they're gonna do a lot of cool stuff they're gonna pay tribute to some P funk all stars with uh, uh, Tony I can't think of his nickname his exact nickname uh, uh, anyway he, he was he was the funky guitar player in parliament for years. He just passed away a couple months ago, and there's going to be a tribute uh, to him. This band does have some P Funk All Stars that come through it. Maruga Burger plays uh, drums with them from time to time. And, um, and he also hooks up electrodes to a cannabis plant and gets the readings, the, the, the waves that come off of that plant, and he plays music with it. And the plant ends up responding to the music. It's, it's really wild. Uh, and so that's going to go on there too it's, and it's i've seen it now a few times and it's it's really cool it's really interesting to check out so that's that's going to be happening after all the speakers speakers generally 12 to 2 ending with the attorney general um another way another thing that we did here um uh, was uh uh try to get other people to introduce the speakers so that we could have a, a additional people who have been active kind of highlighted or a way to participate so a lot of people, like I'm, I'm introducing a few of them, um, but uh, but we offered up the opportunity for, for others to get involved that way. So, you know, I'm just looking forward to being able to capture as much as possible with the limited amount of time and space that we have. Um, and Adam's saying, Adam Brook is in the comments is saying, we were there last year, sorry you weren't. And I mentioned that there were people that last couple of years still showed up and walked on hollow ground and, and had a hash bash, you know, that did go on. That helped to maintain the the event, along with the uh, along with the online stuff over the last couple of years. But this time it's all back on. We're with permit, we're no CDC guidelines. Uh, We're hoping people are respectful with each other and still understand that that you can still get sick and all that kind of stuff and not try to push it necessarily. But really looking forward to getting back to some as close to normalcy as the situation allows.
2: Yeah, it's been a hot minute since we've been out there, but uh, we'll be there, man. I'm, I'm so excited of uh, working with Charlie over at the Monroe Street Fair it was so refreshing to to have him reach out unfortunately we couldn't get a booth this year with the with the market uh, contracting the way that did we kind of pulled a lot of our marketing budget to cover some other things that we had to take care of anyway i uh, really love the fact that he was working with legacy uh, companies and you know reaching out to them before you know just making sure that things stay true Um, and I think that's super important. We'll be there. We'll be at the redemption booth and, uh, we walking around giving away pre-rolls and stuff and we'll be, uh, you know, we'll definitely be down there. I can't wait to, to, to see all, all of you guys. But, and that's, um, to me is just, it's just a huge move. And obviously we want to make sure that everyone involved from the legacy market does get involved. Um, maybe even come together and have our own booth and all band together nice you
1: know, you know, we, raised, like that. we raised funds for the uh for the rally by way of like getting uh sponsor ads in a in a in a leaflet a, a program directory of sorts uh for the event and i saw danielle uh, ross here say hi guys um and you and ryan are here and I just want to thank Stone Depot, Real Leaf Solutions, and Redemption Cannabis for being amidst the sponsors that are helping to uh, give us the funds to put this on. There's many other good ones. Please show up, get the book, and see who they all are. Uh, but thank you guys very much for helping out with that. The insurance, the sound, the printing, the artists, there's there's a lot of expense and, uh, for, for like a free rally, you know? And so, Uh, Really appreciate that support.
3: Yeah, it's funny, Jamie. To Adam's point, every time I go to Ann Arbor, I actually celebrate Hash Bash. You know, I do my little thing myself. So, yeah, I miss the actual ceremonies, but every time I go to Ann Arbor, I definitely, definitely light up at the Diag and walk around and do my thing. So, uh, well, yeah.
1: Adam points out there are many people that don't understand Hash Bash at all. And they just show up in Ann Arbor and smoke a couple dudes, maybe hit Monroe Street Fair or whatever after the rally is completely over with and believe that they were at Hash Bash and taking part in it, you know. So, there's a lot more to it. And, uh, know and it's always important if adam were on here right now he would tell you this is a smoking this is a protest against the man and you know there's always going to be a reason to do that and uh so it means something different a little bit different to everybody but uh you know it is an important part of the weekend if you're actually trying to experience it and see what it's all about make it to high noon to the diag and and really check it out
3: yeah it sounds like a lot of fun i'm going to try to definitely make that happen um jamie i did see that you uh you also recently were i believe just yesterday you were working with the uh was it the west michigan cannabis caucus is that who you, were, you guys were meeting with yeah yesterday? guild, the guild. Yeah, yeah. guild what, yeah. what's going on with that and uh and what are you guys working
1: on well they are a uh, they gave us myself and rick thompson um memberships they've been around for a little while uh, started by uh, uh tammy vandenberg who's a not just with cannabis but with many other important issues kind of a political force on the west side of the state um and uh, she actually helped to get this organization up and running has has since passed it off to some really good people leslie and landon and others and it uh it's a it's a business association that covers about 17 counties on the west side of the state and uh kind of and and i mentioned this yesterday to them uh, it reminded me of the MICIA, you know, kind of a, a microcosm. Of what the MICIA does, very business oriented, but also bigger picture uh, perspective included in the um, in a lot of the issues that the activists and advocates have to deal with. And uh, and so while it promotes business, there's that sense of corporate responsibility and understanding where the caregivers and the people you guys mentioned legacy a few times you know where all that stuff came from and uh i really appreciate working with that balance of business people with perspective and uh, and getting help when needed it when we're trying to protect individual rights and things like that and so that's the sense that i got from there they are involved in whatever they can be helpful with they have a pack to help out um, candidates who are pro cannabis and they do show up and help out with local meetings in that 17 that county um, uh, in, uh, membership or whatever—they they may expand from there, but they uh, they cover a lot of area where there's a lot of activity. And Grand Rapids has been a tough nut to crack over the years, and they've been a big part of that. Uh, so do a lot of good work over there, and you know, and there has to be there has to be these different efforts. You have to have the people that just hold down the fort in their own backyard, people that maybe do a region, and people that go statewide, and people that do some federal work. And you, you know, you have to have all of that. At the same time, and they have a nice balance of kind of a region on the west side of the state, paying attention to a lot of uh, the issues that take place and helping out in a way that I think we would, most of us would agree with. So I was happy to get that invitation, and we had a great time hanging out with them last night and having a discussion about what's going on in the legislature with some of the bad house bills and, and some of the stuff that's happening on uh, a local level that we're trying to work against as well
3: yeah jamie you mentioned the the legacy brands and you know something that i i was thinking about the other day that we we haven't really discussed ever on this show is is that you know we we've we've seen the boycotts online uh on these multi-state operators and the people that are part of the uh the Manufacturers Association trying to write legislation that's anti-caregiver and things like that. And, and we've talked about those boycotts, but one thing we've not talked about is really supporting those legacy brands. When you talk about the voice of the caregiver, you know, um, you know, I, I don't wanna sit here and and, and toot my own horn or, or, or give Tom too much props, but I mean, like, we are the guys that are fighting for you. We are the guys that are fighting for the caregivers and protecting this and trying to bring honesty into a really screwed up political system. And, you know, if you're out there and you're trying to decide what what products to buy, you know, look to these legacy brands. These are the these are the brands that are going to have your best interest involved moving forward. Um, And I just thought it was, uh, you know, it's important to kind of, I think, highlight that and bring that to people's attention. Uh, And I don't know how we go about coming up with you know a a format to identify legacy brands i mean of course you're going to have people like pleasantry jump in and say well i was a caregiver before so i should be a legacy brand you know but that that's a little bit different so i don't know how you quantify it it's a lot different yeah i don't know (laughs) how you quantify it and 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 i don't think that you necessarily can label things necessarily like i'm a legacy brand or or whatnot but i i think a format in which to be able to inform the 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 customer of of what they're what they should be supporting uh, is is a great idea, and I don't I, I guess I'm just opening the conversation on that.
1: No, I well,
2: agree. I yeah, I think it's important. Obviously, people, like especially you, Jamie, getting out there and reminding people as we drift further away from these times that the the fight has now changed in a way. But there are also other fights and, and injustices happening, and we have we have lost. We can't lose. Uh, we can't lose sight of that. And that's right. People do vote, and they, they with your own money. That's, that's how you, you know, you. That's how you show that you have, you know, that you you care about where things have been and where things are going. Because as soon as we keep our eye off the ball, people are going to start going to jail again because mm-hmm. they don't. Want it. And that's just the way that things are going to get set up. And that's as we drift further and further away from what we call legalization, which is still. Tech- isn't right and fully uh we're not fully free and until we're fully free we have to keep fighting and we need people like you out there doing it and 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 we must band together how how you figure that out maybe there's an association of of legacy brands that that can actually you know get get together and uh you know have our voices heard for once
1: it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine when people say yeah well we got you know legalization now so why you know why are we showing up at the at the rally you know or or people will say well we got it here in the state so now let's work on it federally now we have a move forward here we have something that we refer to as legalization but the devil's always in the details and uh we're in a situation where we have to keep on fighting to keep crown that we've gained and and to have any kind of chance of moving forward and keeping everybody out of jail there should be no felonies associated with cannabis anymore but they're still there there's still a lot of Issues with that, and to, and to Kevin's point before, the only thing that I'm familiar with, as far as being pro-legacy type of a thing, is a uh, there are a couple of uh, lists that Rick Thompson was behind creating, and putting out different issues and saying who supports this, and he said which stores support this, which lawyers support this, which I think maybe groups and organizations. He kind of chopped it up a little bit, and it's been a few months now, so I don't remember the details. But that was an opportunity for, the, you know, for those places to speak up. And yes, some were questionable. Some, yeah, we support this, but then they were those organizations we can identify of causing problems in another area. And, and, I'll, and I'll just say, like all these big money interests that we complain about oftentimes really do have well-funded, um, with good people, uh, support for social equity issues and other community outreach things. And, and anytime somebody wants to help people out, I appreciate that. And I don't think that they're that they're bad or wrong for wanting to do that. But I also think that they believe that doing a lot of that covers up the problems that we do have with them and trying to peel back existing rights and you know, hurt the caregiver system very specifically and believing that by doing that, disrupting other activity, that that'll somehow entice people into their stores. I mean, we see the ignorance in, in their decision making almost every time we have to turn around and challenge something. Um, but it, but there's a lot of levels of complexity, and I think this kind of stuff where we can talk about it and makes things uh, clear to some people just really helps out, and we need more of it. There are a lot of really well-intended people, and but they don't still don't understand the issue well enough to make the best decisions. So that's that's something we need to spend a lot of time and energy on, and 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 I know that support has come specifically from you guys. And I know that, Kevin, like, for example, you're on the legislative committee of the MICIA, and a lot of important stuff goes down in those discussions. And uh, it's all very appreciated. But an example of something that might might make things a little uh, confusing, I just saw this today. Uh, apparently, the, the, the cultivators Lemonati, you may have heard of, have decided to call one of their strains caregiver or a brand maybe or something like that without any backstory to it, without any, like, you know, is it like a line of products or something supposed to be? It's either it's either a bud or a line of products. I mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't get that deeply into it. But my, but what I did not see was like, um, you know, why we support caregivers and X amount of this will go to these groups and organizations that are really helping to protect them and are, something like that. You know, I, I might go, hey, if somebody had a good idea, but just trying to cash in on the on the history and the you know, the support that they know is out there for caregivers and call something caregiver. That's you know. That helps to confuse things a little bit more and, uh, than anything else, and so what you guys are saying is very true. Like we got to go do this, but it's like difficult because we even deal with people who are well-intended, and they need to get some information before they can they can make a decision. I will say though that that effort has paid off. When it comes to these bills and being able to speak with a lot of the lawmakers directly um, through various advocacy organizations, or or sometimes just individual getting a hold of their own. Um, representative from their own district and just saying here's some more information that you could probably use in your decision-making process and uh, you know not being mean about it not being mad about it but just you know trying to rationally offer some information and there are some that are transactional and they're voting the way they're gonna vote no matter what we say to them and there's not much we can do about that but there are many again who want to do the right thing but just need that that extra bit of information to make the better decision with and when we've been able to provide that, it has made a difference. So we're up against a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of people who understand the black ops processes around Lansing and they hire Steve Linder and Shelly Edgerton are very capable people. And yet we show up with the truth and we do a good job of uh, slowing that stuff down or shutting that stuff down. What's well, easy when you've been speaking it for so long? Yeah, and uh, I find myself all the time like, in this bubble where I know a lot of stuff that's going on and I'll start talking to somebody and and realize that there's all this foundational information that person just doesn't have, very much in support of what we're doing, but just not a, aware of all the, the complexities that have gone on over right. the years. For sure. So anyway, it looks like,
2: I don't know man. if I'm freezing up or Kevin. Okay. Were uh, you just getting some alien,
3: Kevin?
1: Kevin looks pretty solid. Kevin? Kevin looks pretty solid. Really so.
3: valid points. Um, you know.
1: Okay, sorry.
3: Reach out to them, uh, and, and kind of connect with them. Um, but, uh, you know, um, we are getting to uh, to a point where th- that's probably a question for another show, because we're, we're it's, it, it, time seems to evaporate when we have Jamie on the show. We could talk all day long. So uh, right now we're at almost 40 minutes. So, um, you know, I will I will cut things off a little bit short. I know things. Uh, everybody's got some hard outs today, uh, but I wanted to. Uh, Jamie, it looks like you got something you want to say real quick.
1: I just I just saw Caitlin Sperry's uh, uh, contribution to the to the comment section and it appears as though. Um, that the caregiver story from the Lemonati brand may actually be something reasonable and people should look into that and I just, I, as I said, I didn't go further into it, I just thought this was another thing, but there could be something there reasonable and, and I just want to disclaimer that before we leave the impression that they're horrible or something when they actually could be doing something that's good, so.
3: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I hope that they have some caregivers involved somewhere on that that thing and and uh, it clears things up. But uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to give, uh, uh, you know, get out of here and, and I wanted to give Tom a, a chance for any, any kind of final thoughts for today.
2: No, I'm, I'm excited, Jamie, finally get together and celebrate. Uh, it's been long overdue. I think people are ready. I'm ready. So I'll see you on Saturday and I hope to see everyone else out there. I can't wait to Get out there and give some hugs and smoke some some cannabis man it's gonna be wild
1: definitely looking forward to that first time in a couple of years man just needs to happen
3: and jamie uh, any final thoughts uh for today
1: well i mean uh, uh just to reiterate i'm just really excited about this hash bash i really want to encourage people to show up and be a part of it it's going to be historic and uh kind of feels like we're returning to some resemblance of normalcy. I mean, realize things are not totally back to normal, but uh, um, really nice to, to take it as far as we can. So thanks a lot for letting me talk about this on here and for highlighting um, the important things about Hash Bash weekend.
3: Yeah, of course, Jamie, we, we love having you on on the show. You're such a, a, a good advocate for the industry uh, and a good friend to to all of us um you know i'm looking forward to to getting down there and and seeing you this weekend Um, i do want to apologize to our our listeners today we've had a little bit of technical difficulty ryan's internet looks like it kicked out and uh, mine's had a little bit of trouble so if if there are any points where where things sounded like they didn't make any sense there's been a little bit of technical difficulty today so we apologize for that but um yeah hope to see everybody down at hash bash this weekend and uh thanks again for listening have a great week
1: thank you very much
0: The Smoke and Rope Podcast is produced and hosted by me, Ryan Basor, the owner of Redemption Cannabis. Have ideas for episode topics or would like to be a guest on the show? Contact us at ryanb at redemptioncanna.com. Thanks for being along for the journey.